0: Welcome to You, Me, Empathy, a safe place for leading with your heart. Hey, thanks for being here. You, Me, Empathy is the official podcast of the Feely Human Collective, a collaborative mental health community designed to empower each of us to grow our capacity for empathy, vulnerability, and emotional wayfinding. Just a friendly reminder that this podcast is for educational, and entertainment purposes only, and is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Known is just a silly boy with a feely heart. You can support the show by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts, following us on social media at Yumi Empathy and Feely Human, and joining the Feely Human Collective community at FeelyHuman.co. And now, your host, Known Wells. Hello, feely humans. Welcome to another episode of You, Me, Empathy. My name is Noan Wells. I am the creator and host of this podcast, as well as the founder of The Feely Human Collective. This is episode 206 on a bunch of wild meat sacks with my friend Jordan Scoville. Jordan and I, in this episode, we explore being conditioned to compartmentalize how being a parent makes us face our childhood trauma bringing more connection and awareness to our bodies, and, like I said, why we're all just a bunch of beautiful, messy, mushy, wild meat sacks. You're going to have to listen to the episode to uh, discern what that means, wild meat sacks, because I say it with uh, all the love in the world. You should know that, and you'll, you'll hear that in the episode. Really loved this chat with Jordan. I feel like uh, we are very similar, Jordan and I. I really connected with her. She's the best. Really loved this. I think you're going to love her too. Before we get to the episode, though, I wanted to remind you that in, uh, I guess, the, the next uh, week plus of December, the rest of the year, of the rest of 2021, uh, the shop, the Feel the Human Shop is buy one, get one free. And I know that uh, it might not make it for for Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas or whatever, but uh, buy some stuff to maybe give to a friend or to wait for your partner's next birthday or what have you. But uh, it's a way to support me and the work I do with Feely Human. I have a lot of exciting things to do and to work on. Uh, that I am working on, currently working on for Feely Human in the new year. Very excited. So your support uh, through purchasing uh, stuff in the Feely Human shop at feelyhuman.co slash shop is very helpful. So I appreciate your support. And please read, uh, read I don't know, that's not a word. Please rate and review a, uh, this podcast in Apple Podcasts. That's another way to support me and the work I do. So please do that if you have not yet already. And uh, the other thing I will say is I think it's December 28th. I'll, I'll be posting about it soon. December 28th, I'm doing a end-of-year reflection and looking forward to 2022 Patreon uh, Zoom hang. So, if you want to uh, join that, join me on Patreon. Uh, it's five bucks a month. You get uh, bonus episodes of the podcast plus occasional Zoom hangs like that one. Check that out at patreon.com slash Human. And the last thing I'll say is as we're nearing the new year maybe resist a little bit it's okay if you don't resist all of it but maybe resist a little bit of the pressure to do the pressure to like make resolutions and to create goals and to like make your lists and and some of that is great i just think uh there's an overemphasis on that stuff and that overemphasis is a result of capitalism and scarcity and like our, our output and our outcome is our value and that that ain't great i don't like that so i hope you can find some space for stillness and softness and reflection uh throughout these holidays and the rest of the year i just so thank you for being here with you me empathy for another year it's wonderful i i just value you all i love you all and uh Thank you, thank you so much. Let's 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 get into the episode though. This is episode 206 with Jordan Scoville on the subject matter of a bunch of wild meat sex. Enjoy. You Welcome to You Me Empathy, the official podcast of the Feely Human Collective. On this show, we explore the struggles, the triumphs, the brights and the darks we face as humans trying to get by on this wondrous and overwhelming pale blue dot. The intent of Yumi Empathy is to talk openly, without judgment, about our mental health, our neuroses, our shared anxieties and worries, to create a dialogue that is vulnerable and deeply human and empathetic, and to share that dialogue with others to inspire emotional and cognitive collaboration and insight so we can... Hand in hand, break down the stigma that make us feel shame and guilt for struggling, for feeling our feelings, for being feely humans. Yumi Empathy is a safe, friendly space designed to inspire the beauty in each of us. Today, I am pumped, and I can't figure out if it's because of the, my guest today, or the fact that I've overdone it on coffee, but I think it's really the guest because my insides are dead. Anyway, I am pumped to be here with the fabulous TV, film, and stage actor, performer, and also friend of coffee everywhere. It's Jordan Scoville. Hello.
1: Hey. Hi, Noun. Hi. Hi. I, I'm excited to be here. I'm
0: so, so excited to have you here. Let's kick it off with an emotional check-in, as we always do on this show. How are you feeling, my friend?
1: You know, I feel in this moment pretty good. It's been a kind of heavy, messy, dark, weird week or two. Mm -hmm. And so now I kind of like woke up and I was like, oh, hey, something feels like it might have shifted a little. Okay.
0: so nice.
1: Yeah. Is yeah. that,
0: do you think that's uh, contributing or is that because of something you did or is it just like our bodies are weird and today I feel a little different? <laughs>
1: uh, our bodies are weird. Um, yeah, it, I think it's kind of a culmination of all of it. Mm-hmm. I think my body feels different or, you know, it woke up differently. And and I think that I'm, hey, I'm deep diving. so. I'm doing Deep the diving. work. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? How are you?
0: I am. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I am. I'm doing all right. Like, I think similarly, my the last few weeks have been really hard. Um, I have clinical depression. The listeners know this. And when my depression is bad, it's bad. It's like just ongoing suicide stuff and and self-harm yeah. thoughts and you know that stuff and i i when it's really bad jordan I, I like really feel it in my body it's just like this like physical like i'm just like uh like lunging around and it's it's fucking hard yeah it's but, hard not but and today i'm feeling a little lighter good yeah yeah got to honor that right
1: i mean Yeah, I, yes, I think that we have to, yeah, acknowledge and tap in and go, it's okay to not be okay right now. And I, I don't feel okay. And I'm feeling, you know, I'm having thoughts that I don't trust Mm -hmm. and how to go, okay. You know, I think I, I read a Facebook post that you posted the other day and you were just like, I showed up it was when you guys were taking your pictures and you were like, I still, or the Instagram, you were like, I'm still going to show up. Even you don't know that I'm feeling shitty based on this picture, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling shitty, but here I am. I showed up. And now that I've shown up, I feel a little different and a little, little better. Even if it's just like that, like inchworm step better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it's a little inchworm step. Sometimes it's a, elephant step steps. Yeah. I mean, and the other thing is like, I, I, I'm intentional sort of replacing my butts with ands as yeah. often as I can. Right. Cause that creates space to honor all of it. And I think we have a tendency culturally, societally, capitalistically, et cetera, to just bypass all of the hard stuff for like, Good vibes. Positive thinking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah yes. I told you. There's the
0: butt. Little butt. Little Charlie <laughs> butt. We little, see, little... Uh, the listeners don't see it, but we see a little doggy <laughs> Charlie butt, and uh, it's adorable.
1: Yeah. It. Yeah, I think that we are um, conditioned to compartmentalize things and mm. to go, I mean, I know, for me, the stuff I constantly work on in therapy is, like, I want to be able to, like, put it all in a box and put a bow on it and go, oh, there, I did that thing. Yes. And and nothing I would maybe wager my life on is able to be put into a box and tied with a bow and put away or given away because it's, like, this constant evolution of self and interaction and collaboration. Yeah. And I I think that. that, yeah,
0: that's very well said. And you're so, you're so right. Do you, can you share a little bit about like what, whether it was a, an experience or an incident or, or something that sort of inspired you to get into doing some of this work?
1: I mean, I, I feel like my, um, the right answer is motherhood, but I don't know that it's a hundred percent that. Um, yeah. But I, I think that like the things that I'm learning about myself through being a parent and through maybe you did a show about this also, like making friends as adults. Mm-hmm. and like in your and like your chosen family stuff, like there's there's just and like also recognizing family of origin stuff, like it's just it, lots has happened in the last six years since I have become a mother and you know, I I think that it's it's just hard and it like I really think that being a parent, butts us up against our childhood trauma in a way that I don't think anybody's prepared for. Mm. Like it's, it's not talked about. It's, you know, um thinking of a specific moment um, when Elliot, my daughter turned, like she was four, her fourth year was really hard. Like everybody, I think that, that, I think that we say a lot of things like terrible twos, the three major, those things. And I think that the more we say those things and our children hear those things, the more they embody those things. Mm. Um, So I, I was very conscious of like trying not to do those things because I was like, she's just, uh, he f- we're figuring out her brain her brain is developing yeah. she's a, a child who has no idea what's what and how to be and this is her first time in this body on this earth you know so it is my job to help guide her through this but i will say that like 2 was a breeze 3 was hard and then 4 was a fucking slog <laughs> and i think that i realized that some of my trauma happened when I was four like I kind of clicked into going oh like that's when we started moving a lot and and that's when I mean I my parents I don't I don't really remember the details of the story but like I got left at a McDonald's but we were on like a road trip oh goodness as like a four-year-old and, you know, my parents were all in the car, they were about to back up. And some woman like knocked on their door and was just like, is this yours? And like, (laughs) I'm just like, oh my God, like that feels like I, I kind of have this memory of like looking out a window crying and like seeing my family. I don't, I couldn't tell you if that's the, like, Thing that I have created in my head as to what that was like that's mm-hmm. what the situation was but I like it's I was like oh maybe this is the beginning of the shit that I had to deal with and how to protect myself or be okay and I don't know that's interesting that's, and
0: yeah. how powerful it is that Elliot turns four and then it triggers that memory like that like I had never like jessica and i my my partner we don't have kids uh wanted to for a while just never happened and Mm -hmm. um i hadn't thought about sort of the i mean of course it's a no-brainer i guess like in thinking about it like having kids and how that reflects on your own childhood like that makes so much sense to me yeah
1: yeah i mean i i think that like Intellectually, sure, you step away from it and you go, yeah, clearly we yeah. could see the pinpoints and yeah. like the connect those dots. But like, when you're in, I just there's so much shit that's not talked about. I think becoming a parent, becoming an adult, like we are not adults when we graduate college. If you know, uh, that's no. how I feel. Like we are in a some, little baby like, boy, <laughs> post adolescent, like weirdness, yeah, and like you know. I don't feel like for me personally, I still kind of am like, have I found myself? I don't know that I have, like I turned 40 this year and everybody was like, yeah, happy birthday.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, everyone, everyone's like, well, what how are you feeling? You're 40. It's a big deal. This 40. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't think I'm there yet. Like I feel like, I'm pulling layers back and understanding stuff in massive ways that I was potentially scared to do before, mm. or just truly didn't have the knowledge and vocabulary to do
0: mm-hmm.
1: or yeah. support.
0: Yeah. That's a huge, safe, supportive people. Yeah. Yeah. A big part of me. Yeah. I, I, it's interesting cuz i when you say that and and people have said that to me turning 40 i turned 40 in july and it's it's another one of those sort of cultural expectations of like oh you've gotten there and this is the thing you should know or this is the next expectation but what you're doing and how you're framing it is how i frame it which is no, it's like this ongoing messy affair that just we're swimming in it constantly and there's no finish line and there's no checkbox, you know, it's just ongoing.
1: A hundred percent. You know, I think that like, and why Why shouldn't it be? Why Why yeah. wouldn't we want to be curious about all of it? Yeah. You know, like I, I know for me when I'm low, I don't get, I I like kind of shut down and I don't get curious. I don't give a shit to be challenged. I don't Mm -hmm. want, I don't want to find, you know, the little moments of joy is just sort of like, huh? Okay. Yeah. You know, like they just sort of are these fleeting blips where I, I don't, it's almost like I don't care. And that, like that is fine. And that is good. And that is part of the journey. Um, because I think we have to go deep and dark in order to come out on the other side. And, and I know it's a platitude and it's not super, it's sort of cliche, but I really think that like the only way through it is through like if mm-hmm. you've got to get deep and dark and Maybe shut down the curiosity, the intrigue, whatever for that moment. Figuring out how, like, you reignite that slowly, but I think that we should have that, like, I hate that, like, why not?
0: One hundred percent. It's like you're doing a jigsaw puzzle and you're starting to put the pieces together, and maybe some of the pieces have like slid under this like closet, and it's real dark in there. You're going to have to, like, go in there because you need to, like, I mean, in this analogy, you complete it. But, like, this is a never-ending jigsaw puzzle, right? Right, like, right, right. And, and, infinite and the more, number of pieces. Infinite. Yeah. And the more <laughs> yeah. the more you piece things together, the more, like, I mean, the reality is, like, deepening self-awareness and deepening our connection to self is deepening and beautifying our connection to the world and each other, right? Like, that's how it works. Um, Yeah. So. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the so you you had this experience as a four-year-old. Do you did you have sort of like reflections after that that you remember on like why did this happen or what was that all about or have you been <sighs> doing that sort of work since and thinking about like what that meant for you?
1: Um I don't I think it's just sort of doing the work and sort of pulling the pieces like in um I moved around a lot when I was little mm. um and like quite frankly I'm the third of uh three girls and my o- my older sisters are significantly older than I am like 8 and 13 years older than I am. Oh wow. And so, you know, I've I always am like, well, what was I like as a kid? And like becoming a mother, I'm. All, I was asking my mom all these questions of like, what was I like as a baby? And like, where are the pictures? What happened? Like, and it's almost like nobody really remembers. And mm. like, there aren't a lot of pictures of when I was little. And I think that I. I mean, I don't know. And. I think that life is a struggle all the time, but I think that like my, me growing up coexisted with like a lot of struggle in my parents' lives Mm. and like financial, probably emotional marital. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um, So it was like, I'm, I'm reevaluating or not reevaluating. I'm examining all of that in the sense of going, Oh yeah. I had to kind of fend for myself a lot. Like I was a kid of the eighties and I say I was a latchkey kid. And some people are like, no, you weren't. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I was home by myself a lot. Like I, I walked to school in my tiny town in New Canaan, Connecticut, and I walked to the library after school. And then I came home by myself. Like I recently remembered a moment uh, through therapy of like, walking down we lived on like forest drive and this was like the second house we lived in in new canaan and i remember i was like on a first name basis with like the mechanics who worked on that street and the people who owned the shops and like i was this 10 year old
0: wow you know and Mm -hmm. and
1: and i'm just like yeah i i was i i And, and in that sense of going, I was alone and I had to take care of myself. I think I've built up my defenses Mm -hmm. and in moving around a bunch, my like MO is going, well, I'm adaptable. I'll make anywhere work because Mm. that's how it works. I'll be fine. Like we went from, I was born in Memphis. We went to Texas. We went to Phoenix. We went to Connecticut where we stayed for, I think, eight years. And then we were in New Hampshire, back to Connecticut, to New Jersey, to Las Vegas, where I did high school. And the whole time I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I got this. Like, I'm going to make this work because I kind of have to. And I'm going to squeeze myself into the space that somebody else is giving me. Yeah. yeah. And like, and I think that, you know, in my self-exploration journey, it's a, it's kind of a, uh, it's like a reckoning with my younger self of going like that served you served me so well up until a point, but I am now a 40 year old woman who, you know, has a wonderful marriage, has a kid, has friends, you know, I, I can do this differently and I'm choosing to do this differently. And that like, I guess, integration, you know, of mm-hmm. the the former coping mechanisms to, like, the expansion and growth that I'm trying is, like, it's just that it doesn't feel good, <laughs> you know? It's hard. It's hard work. It's hard. It's, hard. it's yeah. hard, hard work.
0: Yeah, though, I, I just want to give you so much love because, like, that is – uh, I had a lot of that as well, that latchkey stuff, and 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 my sort of that sort of survival sort of mode is, um, I mean, for me, it was a lot of escaping from you know scary dads and what whatnot. But like, you feel alone, and you and you start to feel like I'm on my own, and and I need to protect my own and not sure if anyone's going to be here to like help me in that effort. And that's a hard thing to carry as a 10 year old kiddo. Like that's hard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you,
0: um, uh, I lost my train of thought.
1: Um, I'll come back.
0: Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> You're the worst known.
1: Uh, <laughs> No, you're not.
0: I just I I just relate to that deeply. Um oh, I know what I was going to get to. So the that coping mechanism, you know, mm-hmm. you sort of putting up that armor and and telling yourself, "Oh, I'm adaptable." Like what did that how did that manifest? Cuz I can see that manifesting in areas like it's going to be hard for me to be friends with people. Like I'm putting up, you know, people need to really work at it or things like that.
1: I mean, I think that that's the, that's the biggest thing I can, I can like pinpoint is Mm. I'm very, I'm a fast friend. I'm a fast and deep friend. Mm. Like Mm. I, I, Mm. we could meet at a party and like have a conversation. And like, I get, I jump right over the, like the, the, you know, small talk, and I'm like, well, let's like, how how is your heart? And like, I get into that stuff, and like, I I'm the same way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It feels good sometimes, and
0: like, it's the best. Well, and it makes so much sense, right? Like, I'm I'm like thinking about this more clearly now. Like, you're like, okay, I've got a year here. Let's yeah. let's make this work for me. Let's let's start some friendships. Let's like, I don't want to be alone.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like, and I think that. While that served me well in my like school age years and into high school, mm-hmm. um, it, it's hard as it's also like hard as an adult, you know, because we've I, and I think it also is hard to see through that like other people also have their their own shit that they're dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because. And, and it also like, I think puts undue expectation on other people. If, you know, for a while, if I was like, oh my God, we're now best friends. And you know, my entire life let's, you know, they're like, whoa, Jordan, you've been at school for a month. I got, you know, I think it's, it's not like knowing your place, but it's like, I think it was this need for me to get validation and feel my worth through somebody else. And mm. so me now as an adult going, Oh, Hey, I I am worth it by myself. I don't need you to look at me and tell me how great I am. I need to know that like, I'm, I'm like, my magic's already in me and it can go out, you know, I can share it. And like, but I got to know that it's like, I'm good and I can take care of myself. Yeah. And I'm totally confident in that. And I'm, and I like, now, now that I feel like I'm like opening up my heart a little more and like rolling my shoulders back and standing up straight, I'm just like, okay, now how does this fit in the world? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I love that. I think that's beautiful. I relate. I empathize. Um, So has like, how has it shown up as an adult? Like, are you, have you tried to do that same type of thing where you've like, I am, because I've been there myself, and I think the word that comes to mind is like maybe boundaries or um, reminding myself, and you said it, like reminding myself that people are going through shit, they have their own shit too, they may not be able to take on the stuff, they may not be receptive, they may be uncomfortable with my vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm, And being mm -hmm. aware of all of that stuff has been important for me as a sensitive person who likes to do the same things that you do. Um, but stepping back, thinking about boundaries, is that the type of thinking you're sort of in?
1: Yeah. And you know, like I don't think I am good or have been good at boundaries. I think mm. I'm very like boundary less mm-hmm. and, um, that's also like not fair for other people or myself, you know? Yeah. um, but I think that, that like that's the thing that keeps coming up now in like my more clear-headed state is like, oh, okay, I not that I need to follow your lead, but I need to recognize that you're giving me a boundary. And I need to also recognize that I need to hold my own mm-hmm. because that's truly the only way we can exist in a, a collaborative space together. Yes. Is through the respect of your boundaries. And, you know, I think that, I mean, it. like if, if I'm to liken it to like falling instantly madly in love with someone, right. And you're just like, oh my God, everything is the best. And it's this honeymoon phase and we're going to share everything and we're going to tumble and we're going to, you know, do it all. And then you get to that moment where you're like, oh, wait, you, oh, you do have Stuff in the closet that you don't want to, oh, but I thought we were in this. Well, we're now we're not on the same page. You know, it's like, while that's fun and that feels good, and like, yes, you do have instant connection with some people Mm -hmm. and some people you have to actually work with. I I think that there is like, (sighs) I think there's a need to recognize that relationships and boundaries are ever shifting yes and changing yeah and you know i keep i keep like seeing things about like conscious relationship and mm. i'm like oh yeah i need to choose to be in conscious relationship with people and i need to recognize that i have a part in this and i have to show up and i have to do the work on my side and i think i also like conscious relationship with myself right yep um and i also need to respect you know you know known you and i if you don't if you don't want to step that next step, then I need to go, okay, well then uh, this I love this as it is and let's just keep doing this until we're ready to do the next thing. And that I I think I have like a little lack of a patience where I'm like, no, 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 let's get let's get there. Let's. I mean,
0: you're you're preaching to the choir Jordan because <laughs> I I would do Thelma and Louise off a cliff with you just if you said it right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. I want to die let do it. <laughs>
0: No, I, I love that. That's so well said. Um, you mentioned like the boundaries piece, and that is something that I've been working on myself for the past couple of years. As a very sensitive person, I think you mentioned at one point to me via email that like you just feel overwhelmed by stuff. And you're a, you're you're someone who is passionate. You're someone who is an advocate. You you sort of lead with your heart in beautiful ways. Where do the boundaries come in for you? How have you been able to temper that and not feel I, burnt out every day?
1: I don't know. Like I'm, it's constantly. You know, I think. I mean, sometimes I sit here and I go, "Do I know the definition of a boundary?" Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like I butt up against that, and I think that when I think I've watched myself if someone tries to give me a boundary it suddenly feels like they're saying i don't like you
0: yes i feel that
1: and that's that's a hard hump to get over mm-hmm. to to recognize that that's just that person going no i just want to i want some space and i want to process my own stuff how i process my own stuff and and like that, that's, that's a hard edge to hit up for Mm. me. Um, I think because thinking about the, the need to fit in all the time and the need to have the other people be, you know, me being the people pleaser that I have been like my whole life, like Mm. trying to make sure that your needs are met. And if you're, if you're telling me to stop, that means I did something wrong. Mm -hmm. And that that's hard to, I, I struggle with that now. I struggle with that like on a daily basis of going oh, no you know what this is this is not you telling me you don't love me or you don't like me or you're not interested in my my being in your space this is you just being like hey i need a, a minute and i it's recognizing that somebody else might feel a little uncomfortable and they're working through what their thing is you exactly. know yeah i i had a I mean, I'm very much the person who I want to, if something uncomfortable happens in a conversation or whatever, I want to come in and I want to tend to. Like, I'm a very, like, my caretaking side is yep. on high alert all the time, which has its benefits, but also it makes me sort of, like I was saying earlier, like take up less space so that I can give you all the space. Mm-hmm. And, um, In the last, I think, couple months, I was having a conversation and I brought up a, you know, maybe not pleasant thing. And the person I was talking to, you know, took it with stride initially and then got defensive and then got upset.
0: Mm.
1: And my, like, I watched myself go, my initial instinct is to come to you and go, how can I help you in this moment? How can I make you feel better in this moment? And I actively was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to continue on what I was doing because you know what? I'm going to let you sit in those uncomfortable feelings because I've spoken up for something that I want that might make you uncomfortable, but I'm going to let you do that. And I'm going to walk away and we can talk, come back to it later. And like, that was really fucking hard to do. Yeah, I bet. But I'm like, yeah, high five, Jordan. Look what you just did. Like you that deserve is a high five. That's wonderful. Yeah, like that. And, and it's like, that is interdependence, not codependence. Right. Mm. I think, I think, I don't know. I get so confused. Yeah, I'm so, not
0: as familiar with that interdependence word, but you've had 40 years of doing the thing of giving, you know, to the, to your, uh, to your detriment fully giving mm-hmm. yourself to others. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and having a moment where you're, where you say no is very powerful. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. We have to say no. And it's not just saying no. It's like, for me, it's, like early on in doing the podcast and and starting feeling human I cuz I'm the same way Jordan I the role I took growing up in my family I was the quiet one but I was also like quiet and hiding a lot but I was also like I mediated my parents' marriage I yeah. I was sort of like the caretaker in that way right like that's the yeah. role I took on because that's what helpers do right yeah and um i've learned that that road is just self-destruction ultimately <laughs> like it's it's a total denial of self
1: yeah it's like
0: just self-immolation just might as well light <sighs> me on fire and that's like that's dramatic but the reality is like ultimately i have to come and you have to come to a place of it's not about us right like they and we all—you said it yourself—we all have to figure out what fills us up and what depletes us. And sometimes that's having hard conversations, and sometimes that is just that moment, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and being receptive to all that stuff like takes work and takes energy, and sometimes we can't do it, and sometimes we can. And it's just ultimately the 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 more. Deep. The deeper we sort of connect with ourselves, the better we're gonna get at this stuff, right?
1: A hundred percent. Because
0: then we know. We know, like, okay, I'm not really good in these types of situations, so I'm gonna like, I'm gonna put on some healthy armor. Totally. Right?
1: Totally. Yes. Um. That. That's reminding me of like my therapist and I have talked about. You know, like. I, when I get anxious, I sort of like spin out and I spin pretty fast. And like the, I mean, the fucking stories I tell myself and the narration that goes on in my brain is like quick fire. And I'm just like, okay. And you know, Kara is like, that's, that's also like, okay. That that's who you are in some Mm. moments. Mm -hmm. And in some moments you spin real fast out, but like the important thing is to be able to recognize that that is what's happening and sort of figure out how to bring yourself back to it
0: mm-hmm. like
1: i think that i think that there's i don't i don't know like there's potentially these like loops we get in of like we sort of repeat the same patterns and the same things over and over again in relationship in how we feel about ourselves the food we eat like all of it and mm-hmm. i think that when we're going through change and transformation i think that we we want something different in that loop and we get really angry at ourselves if we're back in the loop mm-hmm. and i think that in i'm trying instead of getting angry at myself because i'm back in that loop going oh okay, what was the thing that pulled me back? Okay, I see that. I see that you talked to me this way, so I did this, and here we are in this similar cycle. Mm -hmm. And now that I see that thing, maybe the next time this comes about, I can make a different choice. Yep. I can make a different choice to potentially shift how this feels and how this plays out. I love that. Yeah, I think that like, it's just, it's, that's like life, right? It's that birth, that, that cycle. It's all, you know, birth, growth, death, rebirth. And I think we're constantly doing that with ourselves.
0: Mm -hmm. I like that. Can you share an example of one of these anxious cycles you get into? (sighs)
1: Uh, I knew you were going to ask the tough questions and <laughs> that's <the specificity. laughs> what I'm here for. This is hardcore
0: journalism. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the specificity of it. Um, What's an, an example. Oh, okay. So I have a tendency to take on other people's anxieties. So there's been some school stuff with, um, you know, Elliot is in first grade, and uh, we have a new. There's like, there were three kindergarten classes that merged into two first grade classes with two new teachers. Mm. And it's a, a Waldorf public education school. So the teacher tracks with the kids um, until I think at this school, they're going to go until like fourth grade, and then they get a new fifth or eighth teacher. Um, but when we all got our teachers, you know, my my Elliot's class, I was excited, but, you know, she's with some friends from last year and we were excited about it. We were really excited about our teacher and we were like, oh, this it's gonna be great. This is gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. And things started in the beginning of the year and like it wasn't it wasn't awesome. And the way that other parents and I were talking, like I would hear other parents be like, well, I don't like the way that the teacher talked to the kids or I don't Mm. what's happened. Like, why is, why are we being, why are they being disciplined? And so I will. And, you know, I had some big conversations with people and um, you know, like, I was like, oh my God, am I not thinking about this correctly? I'm not I'm not paying attention to the things I'm supposed to be paying attention to because clearly you're an expert in this moment, other adult who's watching their children behave and interact, and you're seeing things that are bad. Oh my God, I'm supposed to be seeing things that are bad. Oh my gosh, is this teacher bad? Oh my God, do, what are we doing? How does this work? And, yeah. and finally, I was like, hold on. Like all... I need to be aware of this stuff because it's important and it's my child's development, but I need to also check in with my child and know what's going on with her while she's at school mm-hmm. rather than take on the other parents' feelings about a situation because yeah. that is that is them and their stuff with their child and their interaction with this other adult, not mine. Um, I think that's kind of a spin out. I love
0: that. That's a wonderful example of that kind of thing that I find myself in too. Like, uh, you know, I've been married, how long have I been married? Almost 12 years, I guess, together for about 15. Yeah. And I, you know, being the sensitive person I am, like I, I, I do have a tendency to sort of like rob myself of my own. Opinion or opportunity to to foster an own, my own opinion and my own truth on a thing. So like you're doing the same thing in that scenario. You're like robbing yourself of any chance of like you're like, nope, my 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 take, my curiosity, my assessment is invalid. I'm gonna take on all of that. I've done that with Jessica. I was like, oh. This is my take now. And I think it's obviously, as you know, so healthy, even within like a marriage or a relationship to, to have different takes, to have different opinions and different ideas. You know, it's healthy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I relate to that so much. Like I see myself doing that with Rory a lot, you know, and it's just like, oh yeah, no, you have your feelings and your feelings are valid. And I also have my feelings about this and mine yes. are also valid. And, you know, I think it's thinking about that, like honeymoon tumbling together moment. <laughs> like, you know, you want that in your relationship all the time and mm. not that it goes away, but it changes and you have to allow for it to change rather than like grasp so hard on what you think feels beautiful yeah. inst- initially right
0: yeah because i i think that y- there there's no space for even your own personal growth within a lot of that right you're like holding on to this the way you attach to each other in a space of new love and excitement and, and maybe there's lust and, you know, all this stuff in there and that's powerful. But the reality is like a sustaining relationship takes deep curiosity and deep change and deep (laughs) uncomfortability. Right. Yeah. And it's hard.
1: Yeah. 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 I, uh, I find myself—I um, have a tendency to want to fill silence. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I think that's potentially also like my spin-out anxiety moments. Yeah, is like you know if if Rory and I get into a tussle and there's something and then so we're both like ah, and you know you get quiet and then all of a sudden. I'm like, well, blah, 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 and I just like throw words out and yeah. I'm not thinking and I'm just talking. And, and then I also go, what well, I'm just sharing what I'm feeling. And like, it, it's yes. And it's like, just shut the fuck up and sit in the silence and the discomfort, yeah. Jordan, because the things you will learn might actually like blow your mind and really benefit the relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. That's definitely an anxious brain thing, uh, the silence, because I think Jessica struggles with that too. She's more of an anxious person than I am. And uh, yeah, you start to think, and I've done it myself, you start to think, well, oh, well, they're... They're framing this wrong. They're mm-hmm, they're, mm-hmm. they're seeing this. They're they're already building up ammunition in their head. I need to fight back, right? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like the silly things we do. Our brains do. Um, what has been super helpful for me in instances like that is reminding myself and to Jessica aloud. Just say, "Hey, buddy, we're on the same team." Like yeah, I'm never. Yeah. I'm never. Like I don't ever intend to hurt you. I love you deeply. We're on the same team. Let's start at that baseline. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Yeah. And like a really important reminder of the foundation of your relationship.
0: Yes. Yes. Because we all do stupid shit. We all stay, say stupid shit. We all make mistakes. We're fallible, messy human beings. And Reminding ourselves of that foundation uh, is a reminder that that love is there. It's just honoring the fact that we fuck up sometimes mm-hmm. because that is the human condition. That's what we do.
1: hmm Yeah. hmm yeah. We grip so hard into wanting to be right and like, ugh.
0: The right. Oh, yeah. I mean... The political right, but also the right, yes, the right, <laughs> yes. yeah, the need to be right, yeah, the need, letting go of that, just completely letting go of attachments, not of attachments, yeah. of outcomes, really,
1: yeah, It's kind yeah. of
0: enlightenment to me.
1: You're releasing your expectations of how something is going to happen.
0: For sure, for sure, yeah. Like,
1: because I, you know, as much as I believe in mysticism, I do not have a crystal ball and cannot see the future, you know?
0: It's such a, like, you know, intellectually very easy to understand. Like, very, like, oh, yeah, makes sense. We don't know the future. And yet we hold so much anxiety about what will happen, what they'll think, et cetera. And
1: I think that that's all really young. Hmm. Like, I think that's really young stuff where I know your listeners can't see me. I'm touching my chest. This is what I do when I'm like, reminding myself that i'm okay i like put my hands on my chest and i'm just like i'm here i'm here for me um but i think it's like really young stuff where we like weren't seen in a moment we weren't our our opinion our voice wasn't heard and Mm. somebody was louder than we were and that, that we were scared and and i think that's why we like have that. Yes, I can sit here intellectually and tell you I understand it, but it doesn't feel right. You know? Yeah.
0: yeah. We all need to be seen and really ultimately know how that feels intellectually and inner body.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The body piece is something that I've been struggling with. Like <laughs> I, I've been going to EMDR therapy and I, I, I could talk about feelings till I'm blue in the face. Uh, but those are just words. Like ultimately I'm I'm having trouble connecting to the, how it feels in my tum tum or, you know, the noggin, et cetera. Not the noggin everywhere else, but the noggin really.
1: (laughs) Well, I, I just started seeing a chiropractor who works more muscularly than like bone cracky, twisty, breaky. They don't (laughs) break your bones, but Um, It's happened.
0: (laughs) It's like my ultimate nightmare. A guy like is doing the neck thing and then done. It's done. done.
1: It's done though. Yes, that's terrifying. (laughs) Um, But this this doctor, Dr. Nunez talks about, he's like, it all starts here. Mm. He's like, your body hurts because it all starts here. And there's deep, you know, we, we, If there's trauma, attachment wounding, things like that, that gets stuck here. So there, our body is coping in different ways and like figuring out how to, I want to say a light, but that doesn't, that's kind of whatever, like a light, that feeling in us and like Mm -hmm. recognize it and move through it. Like we're doing, I have a herniated L5 S1 that. I think I got from pregnancy, not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Um and I've um my I have low back pain and like Same. Yeah, do you have the same herniation? Also L5.
0: So <laughs> I just saw my chiropractor yesterday. I'll let you finish, but like just okay. empathizing like yeah. low back pain I have uh just degeneration in the sort of the disc and it's displaced by like five centimeters at least that's what the x-ray said like 10 years ago
1: yeah me too i think i might be 10 centimeters or i was like back in 2019 um but i think that like i am sure you've heard that we hold like emotional trauma in our hips Mm -hmm. old and old trauma in our hips Mm. and like stressors and anxiety and new stuff is kind of in your shoulders
0: interesting i haven't heard that
1: um i I have hip
0: pain i have like regular hip pain so you're bringing up a lot for me
1: (laughs) (laughs) good uh, good. Old.
0: Yeah, it's always good. But that's interesting. I haven't, I haven't heard that exactly. That we hold the older trauma in our hips, newer trauma in our shoulders. That's fascinating. Where'd you hear yeah. that from? Your chiropractor?
1: I, no, I've heard. I don't. I honestly don't remember where I heard it. Okay. I feel like I heard it a really long time ago, and I'm like, I'm gonna hold on to that because I think that it's true, and I, I'm gonna believe it.
0: I love it. Well, it's very true that we hold trauma in our bodies. Like if you've yes. ever read The Body Keeps the Score. Uh, I have which not is brilliant. And then I just started reading Dr. Hillary McBride's the wisdom of your body, which I, you know, she's brilliant. So I'm excited to get into that, but um, yeah, all of that stuff, like we hold it deep, deep in our bodies. Um, so all the somatic sort of body-based therapies are very, very important for especially trauma.
1: I mean, it is so essential. I think like I, and I, I've always, I don't think I knew that until Mm. recently. Um, And I've always been a very active person. And I, my, you know, my sister introduced me to yoga when I was like 18 or younger. I can't really remember. And I was just like, I love this. And I was a yogi for a really long time. And I was Mm. like, is this my, is this my path? Is this the thing I should be doing? No, I don't think so. And like, I just think that I know about myself that I feel better and more mental clarity when like my body is healthy. I have a, um, I have a Bodhi tree on my back Mm. with a um, Vedic medical expression Mm. that it's no branches, no leaves in the absence of the roots. Mm. Um, It's it's written in Sanskrit. I couldn't tell you what the Sanskrit words are. I wish I could. Um, But for me, like that, for a while I was like, oh, what I want a tattoo. I'm 18. I want, I'm going to get a tattoo and then I was like, no, I'm an actor. I should not get a tattoo. And thank God I didn't get what I wanted because I wanted a um, Maitreya Buddha, which is like the happy Buddha with his hands over his mm-hmm, head mm-hmm. as a as a tramp stamp.
0: <laughs> uh nothing, I mean, couldn't it be more juxtaposed things. The tramp stamp and Buddha.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but I finally like in I don't know, one moment when I was living in New- in Hoboken when Rory and I moved to New York in our 20s, I was like, a tree. And what better tree than the tree Buddha was enlightened under and then a Bodhi tree? And and I was like, oh yeah, and you can't be, you have to be rooted and and grounded in yourself and strong in your body and constantly reaching in order to achieve anything. Mm -hmm. And like, I slapped that on my body when I was like 25 and I like forgot about it. And then I was like, oh yeah, like it is constant evolution. Like we have to constantly be this, this tree that mulches itself and grows and like spreads its, you know what is it? The mitochondria? Is that like the stuff that's under the ground? The fungus? Yeah.
0: And it like shares it with other trees. Yes. Oh, yes. Fascinating. It's
1: fucking fascinating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love and that. Like,
1: yeah. And like, it, that's what we have. Like we have to constantly remember these moments of going, I am a work in progress. I am mm. still growing. I still need to be nurtured. I need to take care of myself. I need to remember my body because my body is this physical thing that I've chosen this lifetime, and here I am. So, what what are we doing? And known, I think that our generation, I think we're kind of here to help heal our ancestral trauma. Mm. Like I think that we're here to work through some heavy shit. And you know, my my therapist constantly is like, you know, they say when you heal things, you heal seven. Some indigenous cultures believe that when you heal things, you heal things seven generations back and seven generations forward. Mm. And not not to and I and I don't say that to like go, well the weight of the world is on your shoulders because yeah. that's not what it is. Yeah. You know? I just think it's this, I really believe that like, I've got shit that I've got to work through like in my body that is so deep that it truly does not belong to me, but I'm the first one that's seeing this in an awareness and going, okay, I'm going to breathe into that. I'm going to try to work through it.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm going to try to release that tension. Um, Yeah.
0: And you I owe mean, it to yourself because you're worthy of it and others are as well, right? The future yes. and the past. Yes. Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's lovely. Feels good.
1: <laughs> I I love that you're on like a body journey of going.
0: Yeah. Thank you. It's uh it's weird. You know, I, and I'm like, I'm such a just openly vulnerable person. And so I'm like, right away, I'm like, look, I want this to work. And I have anxiety about it working. And I feel like I'm going to get in my own way. And, you know, and I'm here for anything. And I'm here for the process. And and she's great. She's been great. Um, I think it's going to take some time because because of... this is interesting because of the fact that I have been very open about talking about my like more severe traumas that I've had and experienced. And I've written about them and they're in the public face. And so there's like, there's a story about it, right? Mm -hmm, People are connected mm -hmm. to it. I have like a memory of people talking about it or me talking Mm -hmm. to someone on the podcast about it. So there's, there's all this like stuff that's connected to it. That's sort of part of that memory now. And so what has been and what will be hard is like detaching those things from all of that Yeah, and, getting to the, and how it connects to the deeper stuff. So I like unearthed this silly memory the other day um, where <laughs> Jessica and I were actually listening to pen pals, Patreon and they were talking about the secrets podcast. And Jessica was like, do you have any secrets? And I'm like, I don't think I do because I've talked about them all. But then, then, like 30 seconds later, I was like, I remember this thing that I'll just share. It's silly. But like, when I was like nine or 10, I went into my mother's bedroom and grabbed her underwear and like, played around even put it on and like got aroused by it that's weird to yeah. say but like i brought this up to my emdr therapist she's like next time we're gonna start there because that's a newer memory and it's it's not connected to all this public facing stuff this story that you've already built isn't that interesting
1: oh yeah yeah i yeah. mean what i instantly feel is like you're in good hands like that's I think what so too. yeah That that feels like she is very like attuned to what the potential pathway to help Mm -hmm. and to heal.
0: Yeah, totally. I agree.
1: And I'm also feeling excitement for that because (laughs) like, you know, for you in that like moment, that's like, Oh God, this is kind of exciting that this is a new, a new memory that hasn't, popped up and what is like let's get curious about that
0: yeah no i'm excited about it too i appreciate that you're very sweet i was wondering for you like are you still doing yoga what are the other things that you do like body wise that help you
1: um well i am i wish i was doing yoga i'm such like i like being in a class I don't Mm. like zoom exercise classes and like the pandemic was very hard for my body because Mm. I like sweating with other people like there's something about that like community energy and I see you struggling and I'm like no and you got it you're like thanks (laughs) man and like we move together in that moment you know yeah um and I have you know since I got I, I exercised my whole pregnancy until I delivered the emergency C-section at 37 mm. weeks um, because I had severe preeclampsia. And so coming out of a C-section was hard. I kind of got back into yoga a little, and then I found out I had fibroids and I had like three giant fibroids that were like weighed eight pounds. And they also had to be like surgically removed, wow. essentially- another c-section
0: oh my god and and trauma
1: exactly um and in conjunction with that surgery um that's when i found out i had all my back problems because i woke Mm. up like a day before the surgery with the most intense like sciatic pain i've ever experienced in my life um and that journey coming out of it, like it, we thought maybe removing the fibroids would fix the nerve pain. And like it did not. And so my coming back into my body has been uh, very slow and very scary mm. for me. Um, because like with the fibroids, I didn't know I had them. And I right. worked real hard and I was very strong post-pregnancy, like once I got back into exercise and I was like, I got this. And then it was like, something's not right. And then that sort of like completely pulled the rug out from underneath me. And I've been sort of struggling to get back into my body. Mm. And I think at the last, when did I start? I just started with like a new trainer in the last like a uh, couple months and it's this woman, Shauna, who also, um, had a C-section and she had, she broke her back. So she's mm. had back surgery. So she like understands like the body yeah, from a place that felt very familiar to me. That's and right. it's so, so important. And like what I'm like, I feel better because I've been, you know, I'm not, I'm working out like two times a week, but like, we're, and we're doing all like body weight resistant stuff. Like, it's mm-hmm. not a lot of, there's no weights. It's just sort of like moving my body in a way that is truly integrating like my, m- my abdominals in a way that I don't think I've maybe ever used them mm-hmm. because I think thinking about the trauma and holding historical pain and our and and emotional trauma in our hip area and our low back I think that I've always been protective of that because mm. that's where the like scary stuff was yeah so my my body compensated in different ways <laughs> like pre- my fibroid surgery I was really fucking strong but like I was using my hamstrings and my my legs in in a way to protect my abdomen which also like, pulled my back in a way that shouldn't have been the, out of alignment, right? Yeah, like if my, yeah. if my leg is pulling one way, it's pulling my back, The you know? Uh-huh. And so now I'm getting more, Sh- Shana has been able to help me f- actually feel my body in a very different way. And like some of the exercises we do, like I'll move my hips or like I feel my obliques in a different way, and I truly feel my transverse abdominals. And I'm just like, oh my god, I've never fired on like that before. Like, I love that. And like, I've never breathe like breathing into my right hip is like not a thing I do because that's where all my tension is. Mm. And like, I'm in in the movement. I'm finding myself capable of like just getting circulation in that space and like the same thing is also happening with my chiropractor like he'll move through a muscle and break something break the fascia up Mm -hmm. and then suddenly i'm like whoa this ting! what is this tingling he's like it's called circulation (laughs) i'm just like (laughs) oh (laughs) like i had no idea like that muscle was being deprived of circulation yeah um
0: that's amazing
1: i mean it's just all fucking connected yeah like yeah It, it's, 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 I think I'm, I'm very excited for your body journey because I truly think that like, that, that, that is like the, the roots of all of it.
0: Yeah. And I'm excited for your body journey. It's, it's a starting to trust and love our bodies again. Right. You know, cause you, it's weird how we can have our bodies and yet have just disparaging relationships with it, you know, whether it's untrusting or whether it's hate or whether it's yeah. denial or, or all these things that we have attached to our bodies. Um and you being a woman uh you know has an extra layer of of complexity, right? And mm-hmm. nuance and difficulty. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful to hear that you're finding some some trust. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, I mean it's
0: it's kind of wild. It is wild. Yeah. Wild meat sacks just fluttering around this pale blue dot. It's beautiful. It's beautiful.
1: Wild meat sacks.
0: Wild meat sacks. The title that are, of this podcast.
1: That are also constantly decomposing because we're organic matter.
0: Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah,
1: oh. It is. It
0: is. I love it. Um, how, how important is silliness to you? I ask this because... It's very important to me. And Uh one of the things that I'll just gush about Rory real quick that I love about Rory. I don't know him. I know him as a comedian, uh, whatever podcaster is his deep silliness, right? Mm -hmm, He's got a deep, mm -hmm. silly core. He's also just such a sweetie, right? As you know, but what is your relationship (laughs) to silliness?
1: Um, interestingly I know I came from like well in therapy the other day um I I I think I forgot how important it was
0: Mm.
1: and because I think that like I've been becoming a mother I've been so protective of my child not having the experience that I had Mm. and wanting to be all of these things that my mother was not to me so i'm like so like calculated or like pushy in places and i'm i'm holding things and i have these expectations and people aren't meeting them and i'm getting angry and i'm getting like and then i think that that was the darkness right that was my i'm uh, balling up in my my fear i guess and and like there's just like uh, in the last week like there's been these little moments where like i made a joke that was like so dumb and silly like to rory and he like laughed and he goes you're funny and i go oh wait you think i'm funny and he was like fuck i shouldn't have shared that card (laughs) and i was and i was like no like this is You know, these are little moments where I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. I I mean, it's hard to be in a house with a comedian because Mm -hmm. they are always funny. It is nothing is ever serious. And. Oh, man, that can be exhausting (laughs) sometimes. And it's hard to also find my footing because my humor is not Rory's humor. Yeah. You know, and I think going back to what you were talking about with like with Jessica, sometimes you're like, oh, that's not, that's, I'm taking on your stuff. Yes. And so I think I've had moments where I think Rory and I are similar in moments in our humor and what we think is funny and how we think things are funny. But I think for a long time I was like, oh, well, he's the one who knows how to do this and he mm-hmm. knows where the jokes are. And he, you know, so that's the path we're going. And yeah. then I, I I'm truly in the last like week I'm like oh no I am funny and I do do silly dumb stuff and like I sing silly songs with Elliot and Mm, like we make silly voices yeah and like watching her do these things and sing these songs it's like oh yeah okay this is it is really important and you know I I make, I make jokes, I'm very sarcastic, I'm very dry, like you might not know it's a joke and someone kind of goes, wait, <laughs> hold on. Are you, you're just <laughs> fucking with me, right? And I'm yeah, like, I yes, agree. of course I am. Um,
0: <laughs> I levity,
1: it. levity.
0: Levity, oh my God, we need it.
1: We need oh. it.
0: I. This makes me so happy to hear. I, I love that you're finding you're silly again because <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, for me, it's like, it's humbling. It like takes us out of the, like you said it yourself, like you're so hyper aware of not wanting to make the same mistakes that your mother did, right?
1: hmm
0: And that's a beautiful thing. And I'll just say to you, your awareness of it is are, is a huge part of it. Huge part right. of it. Like, right, so, right, like, right, right. Let you give yourself some slack. Give yourself some yeah. space and yeah and joy. Cause that space is just yeah, hunkering down. And then we just get too too Can't. flexed, too just too, yeah. too just like strained to, to try to like, oh I'm taking on the world. I'm this ball of whatever. But yeah, it's levity. It's levity. It's it's breathing. It's, I it's mean, doing something a little different from time to time. It's it's getting yeah. out of our ruts. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, breathing, who knew I wasn't doing it for so long, right? <laughs> like,
0: It's the thing we take for granted,
1: right? oh, which is so interesting. Yeah. And then
0: once we start pay- paying attention, we're like, oh, I'm like feeling this enter my body. My chest is rising. My stomach is, you know, expanding. It's wild. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wild meat sacks.
0: Just a couple of wild meat sacks just having a gab. (laughs) Um, Uh, Well, I love talking to you, Jordan. You're a delight. Um, I'm very grateful that you are here doing this. Uh,
1: Me too. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Let's, let's uh, as we transition out of this, let's talk about empathy heroes. So we always sort of finish the show talking about folks in our lives who are empathetic, compassionate, feely, etc. I'll go first to give you a moment to think about yours. My empathy heroes this week are all the feely humans out there who are honoring their set boundaries this holiday season. So we're recording this prior to Thanksgiving and Christmas. If you celebrate, you know, the Jewish holidays, honor your boundaries. Uh, Remember that you get to choose those boundaries. You get to choose what family means to you. All of that. It's very important. So you keep doing that, feely humans. I'm proud of you. I believe in you. You can do it. I love you. You're my empathy heroes. All right. How about you? My turn. Your turn.
1: You know, known. I got to say, we'll take a moment and say you showing up as you fully and as feely and messy as it is, is, uh, a light to be witnessed. Aww. Um, Thank you. and it's, it's, it's awesome. Really, really awesome. Um, Thank you. yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've, I've been thinking about this question. I'm like, God, I know he's going to ask me who I <laughs> am in to Um, I think that my, my girlfriend, Brett is, uh, she's just really true to herself mm. and she's really good at having the difficult conversations and honoring your difficult conversations that you need to have um and it's i mean i'm constantly learning and i think she's helping me go oh yeah maybe i do just need to be quiet Mm. because i've i've got to let you feel your things instead of project everything that i'm feeling because she's not my best mirror but she's a really good mirror to go oh yeah okay let's 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 be slower and let's get more curious and let's investigate together if we can. Um, yeah. Hey, Britt. Hey, Britt.
0: I love that. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Jordan, where can folks connect with you out there? Feely humans, if they want to like... Learn more about the work you're doing, the acting. I know you're 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 on the first season of Physical with you, and
1: I get to be in an episode. Yes, this
0: season. yes, amazing, amazing. Uh, where else can people connect with you?
1: I feel like the best place would be Instagram. I think I'm Jordan B. Scoville on Instagram, though so I am. Um, I'm sort of having some moments with social media, so that's fair. I, yeah. I don't, I'm not super on anywhere a lot. i also have a Facebook page. I don't even know if it's public. It <laughs> might be private. I mean, my Instagram might be private, but I am there and I have a website, which I don't update that much, but it's jordanscoville.com. Yeah.
0: Well, those links will be in the show notes, listeners, and uh, go watch physical. It's on Apple TV+. Uh also, Robbie is for is free on YouTube. Robbie's great. Jordan's. Or Paramount hilarious. Plus. Or Paramount Plus. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Robbie's yeah. also on Paramount. It's hilarious. Uh Jordan plays Karen, uh, <laughs> a very funny character um, that rubs uh Robbie the wrong way. It's delightful to watch. Um, well, you're a gem. Thank you for doing this, Jordan. And None. to you, listeners. As I always say. I'm here. You're here. We're here as wild meat sacks together (laughs) on this wayward, overwhelming, awe inspiring pale blue dot. We have each other. It's you, me, empathy. Yay!